lots of new changes are coming about and I plan on investing in big ways. And I wanna be able to do that and I'm always, whenever I make a big change in my business, I am not in a rush. I have that whatever it takes attitude. So I know that I'm willing to collect a failure up to a certain thousands of dollars amount. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Welcome to Sincerely Future You. We want all the things, right? More clients, more impact, more connection, more influence. This episode is inspired by none other but my DIY enthusiast husband, Mark, and a breakdown of how he just recently masterfully got what he wanted when there was a lot of obstacles in the way. I want to share this with you so that you can learn to apply this simple mindset of getting what you want to your life and your business. Join me as we unravel the tactics that turned a casual no into a confident yes and find unexpected growth in the most unlikely places. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or eggnog for those holiday freaky freaks and let's dive into the world of doors, persistence, and achieving our desires. It's time to get hype. If you're new to this episode, this is the part where we just kind of do jumping jacks, even though you don't have to do the jumping jacks. I'm going to do the jumping jacks in your brain for you. Are you ready? The high quality question that I want you to ask yourself all week this week is, what sounds the most fun? What if this was the high quality question you used not just to make your next 10 business decisions, but to make all of them? It really can be that simple. You're not obligated to do anything you think that you have to do. Your business, no matter the industry, it has no real rules. You make the rules. Although people want to argue with me all day long in coaching for why they have to do this thing and why I don't understand and why their industry is different. But here's what it boils down to. If you're worried about pleasing your clients, that's not a reason to not have fun. If you died, your clients, they'd find someone else to hire or buy from. That's the truth. If you're worried about not responding quickly enough, so then you respond during dinner, that's a problem. Because if you died, your family, the people sitting at the table looking at you on your phone, they would never be the same. Life is way too short to not prioritize having the working hours that you want, the offers that feel fun to sell and deliver, the products that you're passionate about. Work with the clients that you love at the price that you deserve. My friends, there are a million worries that will trap you in a pattern of people-pleasing and playing it safe. There are less reasons to be bold and go for your dreams, but they're the better reasons. You know which one you've got to do. Go and get it. I have to take a quick moment and shout out my client of the week. My client of the week this week is Natasha. And I'm sharing my pride for my client, Natasha, as an example of how close future you is. In the past couple of years, Natasha has built and sold a company and now currently owns four completely different businesses. She's beginning to think about the stage beyond the businesses. And this is what I want for all future yous out there. 
thinking about the legacy. She's thinking about her personal brand, the long-term relationships that she's forming, the types of mentorships and board advising that she wants to pour into. On a regular week, she's recording TV spots, getting investor offers, being given an award for best e-commerce event for an offer, might I mention, that she created only two years ago. I'm so freaking proud of you. And she's having famous business personalities from the US reach out to her to come and stay at her UK flat and swap tips with her. She's helping her daughter build her first brand and business at only 11 years old. You guys, this is big life stuff. When you're writing those things on those things down, those big beliefs, if any of these things sound like, oh, that would be so cool. But then there's that extra whisper that comes after it like, ooh, but I'm so far away from that. Or that would never be possible for me or in another life. I just ask you to pause and question it because it is that little whisper thought that separates us from our future selves. And I needed to shout out Natasha because she is starting to even get more and more advanced. If you're out there listening and you're feeling like, yeah, you know what? I've actually done a lot of the things in my business that I want to do. I'm pretty um, organized. I've got some staff that I like. I'm making good money. And you're starting to feel comfortable or complacent or like, well, I, I wouldn't need a coach because, hey, like I'm doing pretty good. You're missing out on great. Good is the enemy of great, right? Reminder to you all and shout out to Natasha all in one that our future self is always someone who is evolved in some way. Let's dig deep, people. Today's episode is inspired by my husband, Mark. I hope he's listening through the door as I'm recording this because he's going to get a kick out of this entire episode. My husband wants these damn doors. He's one of those home project guys, which I obviously love because he's always saving us money with his DIY projects. Like, hey, Alexa, how do you build a roof? And then literally becomes a roofer to complete our sunroom. (laughs) Plus also, there's nothing hotter than a man doing physical labor. And maybe this is sending women back a decade to admit this, but I just cannot help myself. It's primal, right? This man sweaty with his tools, just yes, okay? I digress. The doors. So last summer, we decided we wanted to update our windows. They were uh, original to the house, and they kind of were an extreme fire safety hazard. They didn't open other than uh, they they weren't egress windows, if you guys know anything about windows. And so we wanted to put in this really big window in the front. And then in the back, we wanted to have one that slid completely open, that opened our kitchen up into the sunroom. And we dreamed it up and we got it done. I'm a meticulous budgeter. Those of you who are longtime listeners, you guys know I am all about being masterful about your money now so that you can start to plan for the future. And we've budgeted about one to two projects a year since moving into the house. The second one was unfortunately an unexpected one of having to replace our entire AC system in the house when it broke before 11 people were meant to be sleeping over for our daughter's birthday. But ahead of plan, my husband decides he's really keen on us getting a new front door and a new back door. I think 
what's happened is he's become friends with the window guy who is admittedly an excellent non-sleazy salesman. He isn't pushy. He just pops by and stays present and obviously has been painting a new door fantasy in my husband's head. But for me, this just wasn't the priority. So ultimately, Mark agreed with me that we'd wait. Now, here's the point of this episode today. Aside from the whole Bob the Builder sexy thing my husband has going on, one of his most attractive qualities is his calm belief that if he wants something bad enough, he's just going to find a way to make it happen. Literally, I am case in point. He has been in love with me since we were 17. And we didn't get together until we were 31. Now, that is long game thinking, my friends. And today, after we had our fourth conversation about the doors in three months, to my own amazement, I finally agreed. And right after I agreed to getting these doors that I really didn't want in the first place, I was marveling at his persistence. And then I coached two clients back to back on their feelings of defeat in their business after one heard a no that she was sure would be a yes, and the other literally just didn't hear anything back, right? She was ghosted. I wanted to be like, guys, I had zero interest in doors and a lot of interest in spending 10K on other things. And now instead I have doors. Imagine when I said no the first time, Mark was like, oh, guess guess it's not meant to be. So I just wanted to take this episode today to break down the things that he did to get what he wanted so that you can take it and apply it to your business, to your goals. Here we go. Number one, he wasn't in a rush. What do I mean by this? What I mean isn't that he had no idea or no time frame and goal that he wanted the doors. In his head, he did have a time frame. However, he gave himself room for the conversation to not go right the first time he had it. He had a general however long it takes attitude. There's an entire entire module in the splash pad called however long it takes. And I do believe that as a business owner, Business 101, the difference between people who move past that beginner idea phase of a business of like, cool, it's fun, I wanna be an entrepreneur, I'm good at this thing, to I actually have a full complete business is that zoomed out however long it takes attitude where you're willing to collect failure, you're willing to hit a snag, you're willing to develop a relationship with the people you are selling to. Because when we feel sleazy and gross and like someone's coming to us just pitching something, it's because that person has an agenda on their very first time that we're speaking. They're not interested in developing the relationship, in listening to us, in hearing where we're at, what we have to say, and being okay with that, right? And so this is number one. You wanna make sure if you are in your business and you have goals, don't be confused and put yourself in a rush to hit the goals. Because what do we say on this show more than anything is, Once you achieve the goal, you're not going to feel better. This is as good as it gets. But the pursuit of a long-term goal is the part that matters. So continuing to show up and not be in a rush, number one. Number two, 
he asked me questions. He wanted to understand why I really wasn't on board with the doors. So at first I was like, it's just not the priority. It's not in the budget. But as with anyone who gives you the excuse of, oh, I just don't have the time right now, or I just don't have the money, that's never really the answer. It doesn't mean anything because when someone tells me they don't have the money, I usually doesn't mean that they don't have access to the money or they don't have the dollars. It just means that they're prioritizing spending on other things. And so you need to understand what would it mean for them to spend this money here? What would the value have to be, right? So he was asking me questions. I, what it ultimately came down to was that I didn't want to put myself in a position where I couldn't take a big financial risk with my own company because 2024, lots of new changes are coming about and I plan on investing in big ways. And I wanna be able to do that And I'm always, whenever I make a big change in my business, I am not in a rush. I have that whatever it takes attitude. So I know that I'm willing to collect a failure up to a certain thousands of dollars amount, right? And I want to make sure that we are prepared to bear the weight of that or have the cushion of that if that were to happen and I wouldn't be compromising our family. So when he asked me questions, when he really understood, he saw, oh, okay, I understand now. And that's kind of where he left it, right? Number three, he played out the end results in terms that I cared about. This one is huge, and I see a lot of my clients do this, where they are maybe pitching something to their spouse because as entrepreneurs, you know, if you are in a relationship with someone who has a more traditional job that has a consistent salary, explaining to them about an investment or about the ups and downs or the unpredictability of your business can be a little bit confusing, right? Because your partner might care more about safety, security in the way that they deem it to be important than they do about whatever thing you want to invest in. So we have to speak their language. At the end of the day, I made it really clear, I don't care about the doors. So if he continued to sell the features of the doors, which at first, I'm not going to lie, was his first strategy. He was like, oh, this door, like it's so nice. He's showing me pictures. I was like, I don't care. And he realized that very quickly. And if he kept trying to sell me the features, I would have gotten annoyed and probably stopped listening. Think about how this might play out in marketing in a to a client. What do your best clients care about? For me, my best clients care about having more time to play with their kids, go out to dinner, travel, do big life things, and more money to pay for said big life things, right? To prepare for a big future and be generous in a big way. They do not care about how many sessions they get with me. Literally, who cares? In the case of the door, I wanted to know that it wouldn't impact three other short-term plans that are important to me, and he showed me his plan to guarantee that it wouldn't. Number four, he didn't mean my no mean anything. You guys, come on. If this isn't it for you, I don't know what else is. 
more often than not, what happens when we hear no is we make it mean all sorts of things. My product isn't good. Nobody cares. I'm charging too much. I should lower the price. I People would rather you know, spend on Christmas gifts. People aren't shopping. The economy is bad. We tell all sorts of dramatic stories when we hear a no. And for Mark, that opportunity was available to him. When I said no to the doors, he could have taken it to mean, listen, she's being very budget conscious right now. She's got a lot on her plate. It's going to be a no for right now. But he just didn't make it mean anything. And that's what I really want you guys to start doing is to start to see any response, any you know, answer from a client as neutral. It's simply a not right now. That's what it is. And you can even ask more questions to understand what the no means if you feel like you have a hunch that the no means they're never interested in your service or your product or more often than not, what I'm coaching people on is someone that came to them interested and then ultimately ended up a no. So then you want to understand, did the no mean that they just still have thoughts about themselves, lack of belief in themselves? Did they end up, you know, spending overspending in their budget and they it's just not a priority for them right now? Would they like you to follow up a month later? You will not know unless you ask a question. And you will not ask a question or ask again and follow up again in a really genuine, meaningful way unless you feel neutral about their first no in the first place. Mark felt very neutral about it. He was like, okay, try again next week. That's literally must have been. I didn't ask him what his exact thought was, but I could tell he was very unfazed by my hard and flat no the first time and the second time, and the third time. This is the fourth conversation. So, Which brings me to number five. In the very near future, he was 100% certain the doors were already a done deal. I knew this because he wasn't in convincing energy. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? He was calm and curious and steadfast. He wasn't making it my responsibility to get on board with the doors plan. He wasn't being defensive, giving off vibes like, this is so amazing, these doors. I don't get why you don't get it. Instead, he simply made it his job, his responsibility. He was like, oh, I clearly haven't explained this to you properly yet. I'll go back to the drawing board and find a different approach to highlighting the benefits for us and for our family, right? This is the quality I look for, for who I would bet on exceeding their goals in my coaching containers. Do you believe in yourself and your goals so deeply that you're actually leaned back instead of leaning forward when you're taking action? If not, this is where your work is, not on getting better at selling in general and finding the right things to say or even putting more money into marketing or ads or a social media person. It is on deeply believing in the inevitability of your goals, of your offer rising to the top, of you being an industry leader. When you believe all of those things to your core, one no means nothing. Five no's mean just some data 
right? And then we get to decide what we want to do from there. When we take what is given to us, a circumstance, an undesired result, and we make it mean everything about our future, we are crippling our future selves. We are not giving her the potential to be different than who we are today. When we drag all of our past beliefs about everything that's happened up until now, and we try and take action from that place, we're going to create more of the same. Okay? So wipe that slate clean. If you want to get more of what you want, take a note from Mark, do these five things, and your future self will thank you. I hope you're enjoying this episode, but I am bursting at the seams, pee my pants excited about the plans that I have for my clients in 2024. And in case you haven't heard, the prices of my one-on-one and my advanced coaching mastermind will be going up significantly. So I'm trying to make sure that everyone knows about this in December so that there are no surprises. And so that if you have already committed to getting involved in one of the next coaching programs, you can get set up before the prices change. Just like to give people a heads up. So the Masterful CEO School, which if you're new to the show, is my six-month group coaching program where we transform you from a business owner to a Masterful CEO. You'll get weekly coaching, track important metrics like your gross revenue and your net revenue. You're going to learn my Masterful scheduling and meticulous money processes. But most importantly, you're going to have fun and feel dare I say, relaxed while you're doing all of this business and big life stuff. We meet live in person for two days, halfway through the round, and the rest we meet virtually. This program has been grossly underpriced intentionally as I experimented with how I wanted to deliver it. But after four rounds, it is a well-oiled machine and it's producing incredible testimonials. This offer is going to be going up from 6K to 18K in 2024. But as always, I have a spicy, exciting holiday gift for you, darlings. And that is that I'm going to leave everything I planned for my 18K future room exactly is, except I'm going to leave the price at 6K for one more pre-enrollment. I have personally gladly paid 15, 18, and $25,000 multiple times for rooms that matched or even in some cases, under-delivered what I am planning to offer and what I currently offer my clients. But there is nothing I love more than an over-deliver. So here's what we're going to do. I've already reserved a handful of spots for current students returning for another round. But since I know that people are going to be sprinting to capitalize on the final round at 6K, I'm going to offer you all my podcast listeners, the opportunity to guarantee your spot. The official pre-enrollment will be January 8th through the 12th, but here's what you are going to do. If you already know you want to be one of the 25 women in the March class, you're going to go to the link in my bio or to the show notes. And by the link in my bio, I mean on Instagram. So that's at Jess McKinley Wayno, J-E-S-S-M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y. U-Y-E-N-O. If you're not following me on Instagram, please connect with me. DM me. Let me know you're coming over from the podcast. I love knowing who's listening and getting to know you guys a bit too and your businesses. But you're going to 
go to those links and you can put down a 1K deposit today to reserve your place in the room. And that will guarantee you a spot. Each round, round, we find fun new ways to push the envelope with what's possible. People get results faster and I cannot wait to meet, no exception to the rule, the most incredible March 2024 class. So go secure your spot and with it, your future. I told my husband that today's episode was inspired by him getting the doors when I didn't want them. Without taking his eyes off of what he was doing, he goes, you wanted those doors. This is the reality that he's living in and I'm here for it. You know what? I'm in. He's sold me now. I'm getting excited for the damn doors. Have a fun week, friends. Can't wait to see you in the Masterful CEO School. Reminder that if you're close to New York, there are actually still some tickets left to the one-time live event for the public, which is on January 7th. So you can also get your ticket link to the Masterful CEO School live at sincerelyfutureyou.com or at any of the links in the bio or the show notes. If you've got anything from today's episode, it's to get out there, be bolder, and have more fun. This room certainly is going to be all of those things. We'll see you next week, darling.